Welcome back to the Football Kingdom podcast. We are officially through week seven of the NFL season. The Kansas City Chiefs have won six straight football games with their victory over the division foe Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. Chiefs improved to six and one, knocked the Chargers down to two and four, opening up a clear path to an eighth straight AFC West title, along with a couple of key losses for some other AFC contenders, opening up the Chiefs' chances of another first round bye in the playoffs, setting up the annual Arrowhead Invitational. I am Brandon Johnson. With me, as always, is Tyler Mallon. Tyler, break down this Chiefs game. Well, well done, first of all. Um, I love Chargers games. I kind of, I totally forgot to say that, you know, uh, previewing this game. But, uh, you know, it's always great because they almost always beat them. They're almost always instant classics. This game kind of fell short uh, midway through the third, I think. But, uh, yeah, I just... Their color scheme is great. Like I just seeing, you know, the scoreboard at the bottom of the screen and the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, just the colors alone, you know, it's just great memories. Um, and this was no different. This was, you know, heading to an instant classic, you know, just a shootout. Um, but yeah, it kind of, uh, Chargers kind of chargered a little bit and just fell short. They did definitely made some, some team mistakes, but, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, uh, for me, I gotta I gotta start at the beginning beginning of this game, and I have to call out CBS because I really need to know who decided that it was a good idea to do the whole simulcast thing and make us watch the ending of the Colts Browns game with the Colts Browns audio. Um, I can be honest with you, and I think I speak for most people when I say this. We do not care what two backup quarterbacks are doing in the NFL when you have the Kansas City Chiefs playing the biggest rival in their division. Bad, uh, bad decision on your part. So you've been warned. Don't do it again. So <laughs> couldn't really tell you what happened the first nine minutes of the Chiefs game, but it was distracting. At first, I kind of loved it. I was like, this is cool. You know, show us both games. And I actually tweeted out. I was like, I, I like this, but give me the audio of the Chiefs game. Why, why are we listening to this game? You know, I get, I kind of understand why, because it was a pretty good game. I mean, there was, it was, there was like 70 points scored. It was like 38, 39 to end it, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of, inconsequential game uh teams browns you know they they you know have a chance to win their division but uh yeah it was it was a like a rarity of of nfl kind of kind of taking an l there because it was yeah it was extremely distracting especially when they they would enlarge one and shrink the other and you're like guys like you're already not (laughs) i can't hear the chiefs game first of all and, uh, and yeah, yeah, you was, made it extremely tiny. Yeah, at first, I was not annoyed, and you were immediately you're like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> and I slowly, you know, I was like, "Get this out of here! Like, you got to get rid of this." Yeah, um, weird decision. But um, after that, obviously, we didn't have any more issues. We were Chiefs Chargers all the way. I thought this was looking like it was going to end up being a shootout kind of back and forth there, especially in that second quarter. Um, I think there were 
35 points scored between both teams in the second quarter. And it was looking like it was going to be one of those classic 35 to 31 Chiefs Chargers games that we see. Uh, But then came out in the second half, both teams adjusted. The Chiefs ended up scoring. The Los Angeles Chargers accomplished nothing in the second half of that football game. And I learned that, well, I guess I didn't learn, but we, we saw what we already know, that the Chiefs' defense is absolutely incredible. The offense looked like they had kind of put it all together. More, obviously, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes just kind of had their way with the Chargers. They were doing whatever they wanted, and it blows my mind to this day that Travis Kelsey is just still able to get open and do what he does. He had 12 catches for 179 yards. It was just playing backyard football out there. And McCole Hardman came back, and... He had an impact. He did more in this Chiefs game than he did for his entire New York Jets tenure. He had a big punt return towards the end of the game, along with a big first down catch to uh, kind of, you know, unofficially seal the football game. Tyler, uh, where are you at? Uh, what do you think of McColl McCall Hardman's return? Yeah, he had a bad drop on that opening drive, but... You know, he had a pretty solid game and honestly helped the Chiefs a lot. You know, it's like he never left. Um, had that great punt return. And uh, no, I think that's... Uh, it was a good move to get him back, honestly, because he was pretty solid on the team. And without, uh, you know, Juju there now, it's, you know, we, as I said, the wide receivers have been struggling and getting that guy kind of back into rhythm it's like he never left so that's you know i think that was a good move to bring him back yeah that was kind of the thing that's what i thought i'm like it's not going to hurt the team to have mccall harvin back because he's going to plug right into the system he knows what's going on he has good chemistry with well i I guess is decent chemistry i don't know if him and patrick Mahomes are quite there but maybe this time around things will be different and Maybe he's kind of the jolt that this offense needed. He's obviously not a, like a big splash in the trade market, but it's something yeah. that the Chiefs recognize, hey, we got to do something. And he was available and they went and got him. And as long as they have Travis Kelsey doing this stuff, and they, they only need McColl um, to, you know, to do what he did this game, like be a, a kind of a, a second read, essentially, because... Uh, after that game, um, Mahomes to Kelsey, he has 29 straight throws without any completion to Travis Kelsey, which when it was 22 throws, they said it was like a 1 in 3,000 chance <laughs> for that to happen, like the probability of that to never drop a pass in 22 you know, attempts. And now it's t- 29 straight. I don't know what kind of records are out there, but... That's, I don't know, I it goes back to what you said of like, and what everyone says, every single game, they're like, people know Kelsey exists, why is he always so open? Why is he just that special? You know, he just has this sixth sense of you know, knowing exactly what the defense is going to do and being open. 
And then they they still play zone it's, <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, so they played they played zone. Guy. They played zone the entire first half. And as you know, the Chiefs just carve out zone defenses. So, uh, but it was against Brandon Staley. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm surprised that 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 he was doing something incompetent. But he had a few other players to look at. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling had a huge touchdown in this for uh second quarter and I think that's kind of who Marquez Valdez Scantling needs to be. I don't need him to have 10 catches for 130 yards. Just if he could just have a big chunk play then, you know, once a game I would not be upset about that. Again, you had Rasheed Rice. Stock is still rising. He's doing more yak mm. nonsense and he's, he's <laughs> that guy is so fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, again, just Give it to him uh, where he can get in in space, and he's faster than everybody else. It's kind of like the mini Tyreek is what he's kind of turning into. And he's still playing smart. The touchdown that he had to be in the back of the end zone is a really good route. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be pretty special. One of my favorite things about Rasi Rice is that when he catches the ball, he just goes. He just goes forward. There's no wow sort of dancing that he does he just goes right. and that's kind of a rarity in the nfl these days a lot of people have adopted the i'm gonna try to juke somebody out of their shoes try to find a hole here instead of just getting upfield so love to see it hope that's how he continues to play for his entire career because again it's a rarity my only kind of negative with the chiefs offense this week is i i think i said it last week that i wasn't that mad about Clyde edwards Belair getting the football, but I decided after watching him this week that I never need to see him take another snap again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. I, that's actually a point I was going to make is they didn't really need the run game today, and that's that was fine. You know, it was a lot of, you know, design screens, bubble screens. There was the, I think it was the fourth quarter touchdown um, to Pacheco, which was totally not a block in the back. On that play, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. There was, uh, yeah, that was, you know, missed call. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, again, their running game really wasn't needed against this defense, especially if they're playing zone. And they were kind of slowed down in the second half. But, again, they really didn't need any more points because the Chiefs defense is apparently, you know, top five, top three now all of a sudden, which is they're, awesome. Yeah. They're top five in all three phases of the game through week seven, which is uh, surprising just because the feeling that the the Chiefs offense doesn't have it firing on all cylinders, but clearly just statistically and just results wise, they obviously are. You're not six and one without scoring points. But I want to. I don't know if you have anything else to talk about on the offense. I want to jump over to the Chiefs' defense. Sure. Um, Charles Amenehu returned from his suspension, and I mean, he was incredible. It was like, oh my goodness, we said it. They're going to add him back. This this defense that's already amazing is going to get better. And Charles Amenehu came in and. Had a sack and was just a force. Lots of pressure. 
And he's going to be fun with Chris Jones, George Karloftis, and the outside shot of Frank Clark being a Kansas City Chief again. Ooh, this defense is fun. I thought about that too. If they if they go pick up or pick him back up, you know, that's just it's just more depth, and you're basically, you know, that that's like a luxury piece to add. It's like, do we need him? You know, not not necessarily, but if they go get him. That's just one more piece to say, hey, like, you know, one of you guys go go take a breather and keep everybody fresh the whole game. You know, that that I think is a good idea. And yeah, I think uh, Karloff just had a sack in this game. And um, actually, yeah, a lot of people had sacks. <laughs> Mike Dana, Willie Gay. Willie Gay had that uh, another tipped pass for an INT, I believe. Um, yeah, they're just on fire. And of course, the secondary is pretty shut down. Like, they can do no wrong right now. It's great. Yeah, they're playing really good football. Unfortunately, Nick Bolton got hurt yesterday at that dislocated oh, yeah. wrist. He's going to be out about six weeks, it sounds like. Um, pretty I've been big, hearing two months-ish, so yeah. Okay. Pretty big blow to the defense. But again, we've Nick Bolton has already missed time. Drew, Drew Tranquil stepped up in that spot really well. So I don't feel yeah. like, like this defense is so deep that I don't feel like it's going to be that big of a deal that he's gone. Obviously you're better having Nick Bolton out there, but I'm not worried that he's, that he's going to be absent. Yeah. And they stole Drew tranquil from this chargers team. And I, I read a lot about him in the off season was pretty excited. And uh, yeah, he's pretty, he's shown out pretty well. So he should uh, step right up where he kind of left off. Cause Bolton was out beginning of the season anyway. And yeah, more uh, luxury again on the defense. Yeah, that Chiefs defense um, was able to seal an inter- uh, have an interception at the end of the game to seal the football game because Justin Herbert was unfortunately trying to get 14 points in that final drive, and uh, you and I both know that that math is not possible. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit confused by that final throw of Justin Herbert's. I thought that uh, my eyes were deceiving me, and that was Philip Rivers. It was very Philip Rivers and <laughs> yes. like, oh, the Chargers is going to go from one one uh, turnover guy to the next. Yeah, and I think that's a natural transition to kind of talk about them because I guess Herbert's left middle finger is broken. Um, I don't know if that's really an excuse for how they're playing right now or it's how not he's a kind hand. of. Did I say it's throwing in? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's not as throwing hand. So. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's just it, is they're, they should be better than this. I, I, I don't even know how much, you know, Austin Eckler played. He, he was out there a couple times, but I think he, him, he pulled his hamstring, so he was out a lot of the game. Uh, they didn't even mention Joey Bosa until uh, three minutes left in the third quarter. And that wasn't even because he made a play. That was just like, oh, by the way, he's still on this team. And yeah, Joey Bosa he's plays just for the invisible. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, like they their whole team is is kind of a mess. And yeah, I don't know again how long Staley's gonna gonna last here. Yeah. Oh, because I... you know what? Sorry. He he also um uh there was I think it was yeah it was at halftime. He had he didn't even he had three timeouts as the the Chiefs were marching down the field there, and they could have they could have either called all three and had ninety seconds before 
or after the Chiefs scored, or, you know, had 15 seconds to maybe get a field goal, you know, march down the field, do something. And they did neither of those. (laughs) You keep three timeouts in your pocket, like just, again, really bad coaching. Well, Brandon Staley, we think that you're a little bit too aggressive. So he he took a little bit of the opposite approach. He's like, oh, I'm going to be really conservative. See, see what they say about that. And it turns out that neither of them worked for the Chargers. Yeah, it is weird how they went from the team that goes for it on fourth down, especially against back then, like a Tyree Kill Chiefs team that everybody was afraid of. And now they don't even try. And they're, quite honestly, very underachieving. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate because I've said it time and time again. The Chargers have, I think, a really talented football team that for some reason, like realistically, they should be giving the Chiefs a run for their money within the division year in and year out. But they just don't. And as I said in the open, Chiefs are on their way to eight straight AFC West titles. Unless something colossally stupid happens it's i feel pretty good about it yeah she's six and one chargers are now two and four uh raiders are three and four and they just lost to a backup a rookie <laughs> uh yeah. they also had a backup qb too as well but uh yeah this yeah but they AFC have brian West hoyer again. brian hoyer has been in the league for eight well, years why is that? Why is he your backup QB? That's a good question. I thought the same thing <laughs> you know? because I was under the impression that he was he was in talks with being the Houston Texans head coach at one point last offseason. So, oh wow, really? Yeah. Um, did you see um, the uh, the Ty- Tyson ba- Bagent? Have you have you seen this guy? For the uh the back to the Bears, yeah. yeah, I saw. I actually this, saw that his dad is like a pro arm wrestler or something. Yeah, he that's has what like I saw. Some like sixteen titles in a row or some ridiculousness. I I don't know. I don't much to say about this guy. This is kind of weird, but yeah, he, I just I saw multiple interviews and I'm like, this guy is such like a bro. You know, he's just a dude. <laughs> he's like got all these tattoos and you know, I I just is such a funny funny guy to come out here and because i think he's actually going to be starting the next game which is pretty interesting but um yeah he had like 30 fans 30 family members uh attend the game and uh i don't know he was kind of a character to see him uh come out and beat a a raiders team but again like raiders starting brian hoyer i don't know not too surprised there but the raiders are still a mess and yeah you're absolutely right it's the afc west is just Continually owned by the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, just kind of moving on to some some games around the league, if you're ready for that, Tyler. Um, sure. The Ravens. The Ravens hosted the Lions and absolutely smoked them, 38-6. to six. Uh, We all agree that the Lions are a good football team. Ravens kind of made a statement. You have the Bills that lost to the Patriots this week that are now 3-2. and two. You have uh, the Bengals, who didn't play this week, but they are also 
they're in last place. They're three and three. So you have the Bills, the Bengals that aren't even leading their division because Miami's on top of the AFC East. And then the Ravens are on top of the AFC North. So kind of a different situation than we were expecting going into the you know halfway point of the season with the top three teams in the NFL being the Chiefs, Dolphins, and Ravens. And um, I think I misspoke on the Bills earlier. They're four and three, not three and two. But point still stands. They those two teams have work to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's up with the Bills because I thought I thought the Patriots were <laughs> just going to tank it out and just lose a bunch of games. But I don't know if this was it was a division matchup and Patriots just got the better of the Bills or what really happened here. I watched a lot of this game and um, yeah, the Patriots went right out, scored a touchdown, I think think maybe they just kicked a field goal but they marched right down the field honestly the the whole game i mean it i think um uh bill o'brien called a really good game for the first time all season and you know mac jones just played we just did what he needed to they played a really smart football and it was just pretty 101 type you know plays and um ramondre stevenson had himself a day just had these big chunk plays and uh you know josh allen's the first play was an interception you know it was was one of those games where you know they they put themselves behind you know made a lot of self uh, inflicted wounds and i don't know I, i don't know what to make of the bills either um they they kind of always been like this you know josh allen like interception machine it's every week it's like oh you know he's has the most interceptions of any player since whatever and he's kind of always been like that and they've always been successful so far again it's you know one game back from Miami who also lost you know last night and i mean the it's still pretty early the bills can can kind of get out of this funk i think but they've had a lot of injuries but uh they did not play a good game against a pretty bad you know um, Patriots seem like you said, but honestly, the Patriots just played a pretty mistake-free game, and I don't know. I, I don't take a whole lot of off the Bills. I think I, I think they're still kind of dangerous, and they they can still, you know, be, you know, a dangerous team because there's just week after week, there's just so many strange games that you you do not, you know, you don't predict this stuff. You know, the, these kind of blowouts or kind of surprise games like this, which is what makes the NFL so great. Yeah, that's, that is the, the parody of the NFL is the big draw, but yeah, the Mac Jones was really efficient. Uh, Patriots again, played just kind of straightforward football. Let's get in here, get done again of a, a matchup that's within the division. You just never know how those will go, but I think we'll be talking about, the bills in a pretty positive light come late November, just because you, you kind of start to see the contenders move their way to the top. And the dolphins did not look good last night against the Eagles. 
there was not there was this was kind of the narrative for the Dolphins was yeah they're five and one but who have they played the the one team they played they lost to and now they play the best team in the NFC and it's like they couldn't do anything yeah this is uh this has been the narrative since uh Sunday night and they uh they beat the Dolphins have beat the Chargers, the Patriots, and Broncos. They lost to Buffalo. They then beat the Giants and the Panthers, who haven't won yet. And then they lost to the Eagles. So they have this, you know, super fast, high explosive offense, but they were kind of, you know, uh, what's the word? You know, shined a light on like, well, maybe this team isn't quite as good as everyone thinks because they really beat up on some some low-level teams, you know, offensively, but couldn't really stop, you know, a pretty, again, like, almost, well, mistake-free, you know, this was kind of another weird game where Eagles didn't have a single penalty, the Dolphins had 10, um, so it was one of those kind of games, but I don't know, I mean, the Eagles are for real is still, um, even after losing, you know, last week, but uh yeah, Dolphins. I don't know. I, I'm not as afraid of them now uh, that we're gonna see them in uh, Germany. Well, but, uh, yeah. As a as a Chiefs fan, you look at that. That I was kind of calling it game of the year. I think literally right. as recently as last week. But seeing the Dolphins play against the Eagles, one, it just told me the Eagles are the best team in the NFC for one, just because they look really good, and number two, because San Francisco lost again, which we'll get to in a second, but. The Chiefs, hypothetically, or realistically, rather, should be 8-1 and one, uh, after Germany. And then after Germany, they, they host the Philadelphia Eagles. So Chiefs play the Broncos, then go to Germany, play the, play the Dolphins there, and then they play the Eagles. So going to be a fun stretch there. But as I spoke just a second ago about the... San Francisco 49ers, they have now lost in back-to-back weeks. And this is the second week in a row that Brock Purdy just kind of looked, eh. It was kind of unimpressed by by his play. And has has Brock Purdy turned back into a pumpkin? Or is this because he has has lost some weapons? What's What's going on with the 49ers? Um, yeah, I wouldn't go too far on him. I mean, he didn't have like a terrible game, but yeah, the last two games, he hasn't looked as good as he has, but I I think this again is more parody of like, you're not gonna win every single game and he is a pretty young dude. I think he still has a lot of growth and the team as a whole you know, I, Christian McCaffrey had like just over 100 yards total. Um, he was kind of quiet for as far as Christian McCaffrey goes. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Kittle had one uh, or two catches. You know, it's I don't know. I I don't put a whole lot of stock again early this early in the season. I guess we're almost midway, but as good as the Niners can be. You know, we were just talking about how the Cowboys, you know, didn't even show up against them. That was just like two or three weeks ago, you know, so I don't, 
a lot of people are like, well, is, you know, <laughs> is he not as good? You know, it's like, is this elite quarterback is always the, the narrative, which drives me insane, but I don't know. I, I think he'll, they'll be just fine. Probably just had a bad couple of games. Quite honestly, though, it's, I think this was more of like, you know, the Viking, this is not the same Vikings team that the Chiefs played. They, they were on fire last night. That was just such a good game. I, this is a, actually one of my favorite games other than the Chiefs game. Uh, is another Manning cast. They were back in full force. Absolutely love that. I wish that was like every game experience, but I'm going off on a tangent here. Manning cast is awesome, but <laughs> I don't know. I think the uh, Kirk Cousins had just an amazing game, and I don't know. I, I think uh, Brock Purdy and the Niners will be just fine. Yeah, I think they will be too. Um Obviously, you're not going to go 17 and 0. Uh, also, like you said, the Vikings looked really good. Kirk Cousins finally got that got that prime time win that he can't get, and looked <laughs> looked really looked really good. Vikings are now three and four. They are they're in second place in the NFC North, and they got momentum. I kind of I'm kind of uh, buying stock in the the Minnesota Vikings right now because I think. You look at the NFC, it's kind of weak. Got obviously the Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers and Seahawks, Lions, and one team out of the NFC South. It's going to be whoever. I don't even care. The Falcons at this point, but <laughs> right. the Packers, the Packers have, uh, have not been good. And for, no. for about a month, Jordan Love is going through some growing pains as well. But I like the Vikings right now. Again, they looked fantastic last night. They were a lot of fun to watch. There was a play right before the half. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins threw a really bad interception, actually. <laughs> and then uh, old friend uh, Traverius Ward, you know, should have had a pick. And Jordan Addison ripped it away and scored like a 60-yard touchdown. Like, just absolutely amazing play. But... um now, you bring up a good point. I mean, if without Justin Jefferson, um, you know, honestly, last night they looked awesome. And again, here we are, you know, yet again, making the same point of like week to week. You never really know. But um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a pretty easy path to at least a, a wild card uh, in the NFC. So yeah, that's kind of all they need to do is be pretty middling or play like they did last night and they can they, easily get into the wild card nine and eight gets them in i think so right they, they, don't, they don't need to they don't need to run the table by any means no. but i think nine and eight can get them in get that seven seed or something right but a pretty pretty fun slate of of football this week um a couple of fun games on the schedule for week eight the 49ers host the Cincinnati Bengals. That is, that's one of the late games next week, next Sunday. It's going to be one. Bengals are coming off of a bye. 49ers obviously coming off of two straight losses. How will Joe Burrow look coming out of that bye? Is he going to be fully healthy, ready to go? And can the 49ers bounce back? Yeah, that should be a really good one to really see what these teams are. See what Brock Purdy can do against, 
honestly an okay Bengals defense and yeah, interesting uh what Burrow's got in that leg. Yeah, and then obviously to close it out if you're okay with it, we've uh discussed the Chiefs kind of upcoming schedule already, but they're going into Denver to play the Broncos. They obviously literally played Denver two weeks ago. Lost or excuse me, whoa, won nineteen to eight. <laughs> and you know, there was a lot of points that were kind of left uh left on the board, left off the board. Sure. So I'm hoping that they don't go into Denver and mess around. I'm 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 thinking that they're gonna realize that they need to go in there and take take advantage of a bad Broncos team and need to win this game by three scores. Yeah, and they've what's the record? Sixteen and oh or there's sixteen straight or eighteen. Yeah, they've they've won sixteen straight against the Denver Broncos. So going into Denver has not been a problem. Um and I'm still not a believer in this in this Broncos team. There should be, you know, no problem. Uh, you know, and that's kind of good timing again with like you know Drew Tranquil already played against. I don't know, maybe he didn't start against the Broncos a couple weeks ago, but you know, let him kind of be the starter, and uh, it's a weird kind of get right game. <laughs> I guess for Drew Tranquil uh, solo is like, hey, you know, go go be the leader and uh, put this Broncos team away and move on to Germany. I guess, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. Get go in there, get a win, don't get hurt. But yeah. honestly, we have the trade deadline coming up next week, and the the Broncos might be doing a fire sale. So I don't know if mm. that'll happen before. This weekend, I'm assuming that they'll start moving players. If that's their plan, they'll start moving players Monday or Tuesday. But, I mean, there's a, there's a possibility that we're not even going to know half the people on the Broncos team come Sunday. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, I would say, yeah, uh, keep an eye out for our upcoming episodes. We should have couple coming our way. We're still not sure how we're going to do that with Halloween and the trade deadline being on the same day, but uh, we'll let you know. Check out our Twitter, Pod Kingdom, at Pod Kingdom. Um, we'll make announcements there, but yeah. Maybe we'll do two separate episodes. We're not sure, but uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that is, uh, that's all we have this week for Football Kingdom. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week at some point. Later.